Welcome to Walking Out Your Purpose with yours truly, Alicia Smith, where we focus on you reaching your full potential in all areas of your life through intentional dialogue and putting in the work. Let's get motivated to action so that we draw closer to realizing our life's purpose as women of God, wives, mothers, and businesswomen. Now come on in and eavesdrop on a conversation with me and sometimes a few others as we discuss having faith over fear from the pew to the boardroom and everywhere in between. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to walking out our purpose and accomplishing all that God has for us. Welcome to the Walking Out Your Purpose podcast with yours truly, Alicia Smith. I took a few weeks off, you all, but I am back. And today we're going to talk about the purpose of a wife. I was asked recently to speak on a prayer call on this very topic, and it blessed my soul to put together the material and I wanted to share it with my family over here on the Walking Out to Purpose podcast. So thank you all so much for joining and I think this is going to be a real treat. The purpose of a wife. This is such a great topic for such a time as this when culture tends to alter the definition of marriage in general and certainly the role of a wife. Recently, a few celebrities have talked about being submissive to their husbands and the internet almost broke (laughs) with comments bashing them for this. My, 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 what the world has come to. But we know that carnal cannot discern spiritual. So we must remain in line with God's word. Even as a millennial myself, I just believe that the Bible is still right when it talks about us as wives and partners in marriage to our husbands. So let's start there and have the Bible define our role and ultimately our purpose. As we reflect, I want you to evaluate how you measure up to God's expectations. Not mine, not your friend girl, but God's expectations. I'm sure that there is something that you can identify with that you want to improve in and do better with. And for those that may listen to the podcast that are not married yet, Still listen to this because it's prep work for you as it's critical in your single season to get prepared for marriage. Although it looks good on the outside, marriage is hard work. It's rewarding, of course, but it's not for the lighthearted. You will be tested. Marriage is like a mirror. It will show you all your flaws, blemishes, and opportunities. You will be in much prayer. And you must become selfless. Again, I don't want to scare you. It's a blessing to be married, but it's also a blessing to be single, where you have more time to devote to the Lord and his works here on earth. So use your time wisely because life is so short. If 2020 hasn't taught us anything else, we know that life is but a vapor, as James said so many years ago. And for those of you who may listen to the podcast that are widows, You should be encouraged and you should spend time sharing your wisdom with those younger who may be seeking marriage or even those who are currently married and need support. Guess what? You have purpose too. 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11 reminds us of this. God has given each of us a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. 
Use them well to serve one another. Do you have a gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have a gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. And that is always our goal, ladies and gents, gentlemen. Our universal purpose is to bring glory to God. He uniquely gifts us to manifest this purpose. So search yourself today to see what you can do for your mate, another woman of God, your community, and your family. In Colossians 3, 18-19, the Bible says, Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. However, submission has nothing to do with blind obedience or women being inferior to men. It has more to do with the wife entrusting herself to her husband. This is a big one, ladies, and delves right into our purpose as a wife, which is to be led by her husband submissively. Many don't like this word, but it's necessary. Remember, men are also to be submissive in following the Lord. Both parties have a responsibility to God. This is why I always encourage women to really think long and hard about who you marry because you will need to follow his leadership and he will need to be led by someone, which should be God. (laughs) And if it's not God, it will be someone else, either himself or the devil. And we know that that will not work out well. According to some research I looked into as I prepared for this discussion, I learned about some lies that culture has around marriage. Culture says that marriage is an old social custom created by humans. It says if I choose the right mate, I will have fewer problems. Choosing not to marry will avoid relationship problems. It says my marriage or my spouse should make me happy. And divorce is sometimes the only option. Did you all hear that? That is what culture says. Sadly, the confusion and misunderstandings about marriage have unraveled the beautiful fabric of what God wove together and has distorted the glad harmony and loving, submissive environment that God designed marriage to be. As stated earlier, marriage is a beautiful union. And as a wife, you have the opportunity to become your best self in marriage. And the way that you can do that is through the beautiful act of serving. God has given us that spirit. And you can walk in your purpose much better when there's alignment with your spouse and the goals that you all have are the same. I often tell people that you should identify your purpose before you're married so that you know where you're going, but your spouse will only complement that gift and that purpose when you're in the will of God. And I'm a living witness of that. My husband and I have the same mission, and that's to impact the lives of others through the word of Jesus Christ. And we do that operating in our own gifts, but it's all for the same goal. It will work together, you all, when you're in the will of God. As we further discuss the purpose of a wife, the first biblical reference is found in Genesis 2, when God made a woman from Adam's rib. Here, the concept of a one flesh relationship is marriage. In marriage is established. A wife is a woman 
And as a woman, God gave her certain roles. We find those roles in very familiar passages. Titus 2, 3 through 5, 1 Timothy 5 and 14, and Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. All of these scriptures will help us further establish our purpose in marriage. Because ladies, we find our identity in Christ, not in man or even in our spouses. It's in the word of God. It's in Christ's example. So what is the role of a wife? Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 gives us four roles. These roles apply perfectly to the marriage relationship. A wife is to be discreet. She is to be chaste. She is to be a keeper of the home. And most importantly, she is to be spiritually minded. When we live out what God has laid out in his word, we are living in purpose, on purpose as wives. Now, how you execute these can show up differently in your home. So don't compare your marriages to others, but only compare it to the blueprint, which is the Bible. For me specifically, the way my purpose is executed with in my relationship with Henry, my husband, is that I am his biggest supporter in ministry. And I help him in the areas where he may be weak, but I'm strong so that my talents and gifts can align with his um, what he's trying to accomplish. Because guess what? I'm his help me, and so are you if you're married to your husband. The wife is to be discreet. Let's talk about that. Proverbs 31, 10 through 12 says, A woman's virtue and discretion is priceless. Guess what she does, y'all? She keeps the secret details of her intimate family life separate from others. Mm. She is devoted to being good to her husband and does not gossip to others about him. She shares her heart with him as he does with her. Now, this verbal intimacy and private time develops a deep trust and strengthens their bond to one another. Now, I learned this one firsthand early in marriage. I used to disagree with my husband in front of others, not on purpose or to purposely disrespect him, but I would just call it like I see it. (laughs) And it would come natural to me because we started as friends. But he got me in check real quick, (laughs) respectfully. I had to learn and really practice in this area. I asked him to hold me accountable and to call me on it when it would happen so I could pivot quickly. I've become better at this now, but again, our purpose in marriage as wives is to honor and respect our husbands. The best advice I have is to have open communication and to be open to learning and growing together. You can learn so much from your husband. You just have to listen. So the first one was be discreet. Number two, the wife is to be chaste. A wife must be chaste or sexually faithful to her husband and provide for his sexual needs. 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 5 says that the wife's body belongs to her husband and that she should not withhold herself from him sexually. 1 Corinthians 7, 6 through 9. Matthew 19, 1 through 19. This is for two reasons, to meet his sexual needs and to protect him from temptation to have a sexual affair. Likewise, she abstains from things that might lead her to be physically attracted to someone other than her husband. Now, when we talk about our purpose in this context, it is to be the only one 
that satisfies our husbands. Ladies, we have to monitor our own eye gate and ear gates as much as possible to stay holy, but to also keep our focus on our spouse. When we exhibit selflessness, we will put our partner's needs before our own. And when we think about physical intimacy, spiritual and emotional intimacy have to be present first, especially for us women. (laughs) So I encourage you, find time to pray together, to meditate together, to study the word together, and most importantly, date each other. Because that is the way that you will have a deeper level of intimacy. Number three, the wife is to be the keeper of the home. Genesis 1, 26 through 27 says, God gave mankind dominion over all living things on the earth, which includes the husband's dominion over his household. 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 16, 1 Timothy 2, 12 through 14, and Ephesians 5. 22 through 32. However, the wife has the role of keeping or managing the household as a subdominion. This requires a wife to submit to her husband's leadership, Ephesians 5 and 22, not in a way that is demeaning, but is in sync with supporting one another as believers. This involves a voluntary placement of her role under the biblical leadership that her husband exhibits as a servant leader. Keeping of the home can include a variety of tasks that could look different in each person's home due to their specific arrangement. But when a wife keeps a home, it creates an environment to which her husband can come home and share time with his wife. It also creates an environment where children can be raised with structure and order. This helps establish the family dynamic as one that is devoted to loving and supporting each other and establishing a family way of doing things that is in keeping with God's charge of how to raise children and run a home. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. So for our situation, I work outside the home. Well, due to the big, the pandemic, it's inside the home right now, remotely. And my husband is in ministry, so he has more flexibility to take care of dropping off and picking up the kids, ensuring the house is kept up. And on the other hand, I'm the homework queen, lunch preparer, monitoring the kids during Bible study on Zoom, you know, budgeting for the family. We take turns on preparing dinner and grocery shopping. Now this works for us due to our schedules and job demands. This may not work for you, but that is why comparison game isn't good. At the end of the day, it is imperative that both parties work together and that ultimately the wife ensures her home is cared for above anything else. If she finds anything lacking there, she must address it because she's accountable even if she isn't owning each task. That's one that I've had to learn you all. To keep it real, I'm still a work in progress. (laughs) I'm balancing it all, but I'm so thankful to God because I have an amazing partner who is supportive and an even more excellent father. Last one is to, the wife is to be spiritually minded. Although the husband must provide for the wife's spiritual needs, she must develop a close relationship with Jesus Christ so that she can model Christ. To model Christ as a wife, she must model Christ as a woman. This is because Christ is the cornerstone and the word of God is our foundation of all that we say and do. When we strive to model Christ, we influence our husbands and we have our godly behavior that can win them over. 
As she fulfills her role, motivated by her love of Christ, she demonstrates reverence for her husband and sets a Christ-like example for her children. Romans 12, 18 through 21, 1 Corinthians 7, 13 through 17, and 1 Peter 3, 1 through 6. We all want to model Christ in our daily walk in all areas of our life. We must stay spiritual and continue to seek God first above all other things, as Matthew 6 and 33 tells us. When we put God in his proper place, everything else will fall into in line naturally. When we seek the fruits of the Spirit and love unconditionally, as spelled out to us in 1 Corinthians 13, we will become better wives to our husbands, living out our very purpose, which is to bring glory to God. In closing, we should seek to encourage and reverence our husbands to be more like Christ. Like him, serving our husband should be out of desire to inspire him to be what God has called him to be. As the church is to Christ, so must the wife be to her husband. Ephesians 5 and 24. With this attitude, the marriage will be fruitful and serve as a model to others of God's relationship with us. Because we have a huge banner to hold up, ladies. Then and only then will we be walking out our purpose in marriage as wives. So I want you all to really pray for your husbands, pray for your future husbands if you're not married, and pray for yourself that you can model what a good wife is. The Bible has given us so many examples, and it is possible. As long as you have the right attitude, the right motives, the right heart, the right disposition, God will bless your marriage it will be beautiful. I'm going to end in prayer because marriage is so important and it is so critical that we keep that covenant and that commitment. So dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to reflect on your word, to think about what it means to be a child of God, first of all, but also a wife. You put it in the Bible for a reason. And so for those of us that are married, we thank you because it is a privilege and it is an honor. We know that not everyone will walk this path, but for those of us that are on this path, God, we ask right now that you grant us the spirit, the attitude, disposition, the wisdom, God, to be good wives, to be good stewards of what you've given us. Thank you for our role to support our husbands to become the best that they can be. Thank you for our role to support our men in, in ministry and in their walk with you. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to rear children and to bring them up in the admonition of you. Thank you, God, for allowing us to keep a home, to even have a home. And God, we know that whether we are in an apartment, whether we are in a home, Lord, we know that we make it a home. Because we bring you into that home. We bring your Holy Spirit into that place. We bring peace to our family, not harm. We bring love to our family, not hate. And God, we bring you and your spirit into everything that we do. 
And we ask, oh God, for those that are having trouble in their marriage, God, intervene even right now. For those that are lonely at this time due to being a widow, God, touch them, be there for them, and be closer than any brother can be. Lord, we ask that you continue to bless this podcast, continue to bless this ministry. And we thank you for the avenue of prayer. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Talk to you soon. Well, everyone, I hope you were able to take copious notes and have at least one action you will take to propel your life forward in pursuing your purpose. Let's get it. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Now go conquer your day and don't let it conquer you. Until next time, peace and blessings.